if talent is assumed to be inborn, it is also regarded to be more extraordinary. Hello listeners and welcome to Squeezing the Orange with Social Science, a podcast co-hosted by myself, comedian Akinomo Bitan and Professor Dan Cable. On each episode, the two of us pick apart peer-reviewed and published social science papers and we squeeze them for their best bits so that you, the listener, don't have to sift through pages and pages of academic literature. What's up, Dan? Hey, 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 how, how are, are you? Ah, oh, man, we all oh, snap. Look at this one. Uh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'll tell you what, I'm feeling much better oh, than well. I was on the, the previous that was like that was like 10 days of my life that was just absorbed in like self-loathing do you know when i was sitting across from you i was really worried that you were gonna get it or i could almost see the germs <laughs> I, was, I was able to see the green little germs coming over like getting inside my i don't think i nostril. showered that day that might be <laughs> it might have been a, the literal germs would you say you are more of a striver or more of a natural Oh man, that's a juicy question. Mm. I'd say I'm more a natural. When it comes to what? When it comes to any, I like doing what mm. I like doing. Mm. It's yeah. a bit of a problem. Like, um, it's a bit of a problem in the sense of I, I like to float between things I really enjoy mm-hmm. and I'll put a bunch of hard work into that, like happily. Mm-hmm. And then anything that I'm not necessarily a natural at, and if I'm not that interested, I can put the work mm-hmm. in, but mm-hmm. it's very much like, I guess I have to. How about yourself? Depends so much on the topic. It yes. really does. But one of the things that I think that I wish I valued more is this notion of hard work, persistence, effortful training, practice. I think that, you know, maybe it's my family culture or my national culture or my personality, but it seems to me like I would like to value that more because it seems to give more equal access to outcomes like rewards and promotions and stuff like that. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I found this study so interesting and so penetrating. It's let's give a little shout out. Yeah, totally. It's, let's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's called we... Naturals versus Strivers: Preferences and Beliefs About Sources of Achievement. And this is by uh, Chia Say and Marzin Banerjee. Nice. And it was published in the Journal of Experimental Social Psychology. One of my favorites. Yeah. So. You always, every time I see you're carrying it around, or like, I know you keep them next to the bed. There's the whole stack of them. Totally. Don't you? What I do is I keep them under my pillow Absolutely. so that when I dream at night, I just absorb <laughs> yeah, all of the man. information, hence my swelling head. Um, so what we're essentially talking about in this episode is hard work versus talent, which is a debate in almost any field that you'll go into, whether it's sports, whether it's um, academia, whether it's... Um, Musician musicians, ability, yeah. yeah, it could be even parenting. Yeah. It's like, you know, what, what, where do you define what makes someone better at something? Yeah. The hard work that they, they put into it or their yeah. natural ability at it. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, one of the things that I remember reading way back when Malcolm Gladwell had this concept that he called it a naturalness bias. Yes. And it seemed to be this idea that we humans love to see somebody that has a born with ability. We, we seem to really favor like uh, a football player that just seemed to be a natural by age five. And, there's something about that that intrigues us humans. It's cosmic almost. It's as if it's as if the the cosmic universal beings have 
kind of either blessed us with this kind of like avatar of a being so that something that we enjoy amazingly like when you talk about like um someone from maybe like the age of like i don't know five or six if you look at people like um, lionel messi or cristiano ronaldo or even with like mozart i was doing some reading i do some reading Mm. in my spare time i heard that mozart's dad was like kind of fudging the numbers on his age yeah oh he's only three yeah hey looks fine he's three and i'm totally gonna get a bit machiavellian (laughs) on this episode episode as well because as i was reading through it he looks free i just <laughs> well even mike tyson with mike tyson's trainer he would take him around and people wouldn't believe mike mike they, they would be like this kid's obviously like a few years older because i think mike tyson around the age of like somewhere around between like 13 and 16 he was like knocking out people who were like between 18 and 21 because they wouldn't let him fight the kids mm. his age mm. and honestly me even now at my age if you put like a 16 year old Mike Tyson in front of me I'd be like you know what let's just talk it out <laughs> especially now knowing what we know yes <laughs> I'd be running for the door oh dearie me like with that information so yes. like you know what you're saying is so interesting even in the context of like chess prodigies yes it's in so many domains in which we can perform there is this idea about how do you get good and this is the whole thing. Uh, on the one hand, we seem to love this natural, almost hereditary bit where it's in the genes and the gods have conspired to make this genius, yes. natural genius. But on the other hand, there's this idea that that isn't very fair. And really the way it ought to be, mm. quote unquote, is that you work really hard at a thing and you put in your 10,000 hours and you get to the point where you have become it. Yes. And of course it can be both. Oh yeah, both is... It's not an either or, is it? Well, both is, both is the brilliance. Like, you, you put both of those together, you don't really have a debate. Someone who's naturally talented and puts in their 10,000 hours, like, let's all just take a second to kneel and bow before their awesomeness as they stroke the piano keys and bless our ears with these wonderful medleys that have been graced from the heavens. You put both together, no debate. But the debate that's juicy is talent versus hard work. And so so Chia, and uh, I'm just going to say, like, Maz... Oh, no, let me put a little effort in, actually. Like, Mazarin? So, like, they they went about trying to discover what is it that people do actually value. And what they found just off the jump was quite interesting. And what they found off the jump is that everyone says they prefer... I say everyone. We're going to get into the detail of this. So, people say they prefer the hard worker. But the studies kind of tell a bit of a different story. So let's That's look. Right. So they, Good they, hook, by the way. Thank you very much, really man. Set I thought that I'd well. like add a little bit of drama mm. to that as well, just to like you know spike things up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so like the goal is that they're trying to pay attention to because it's about decision making as well, which is why earlier I said I'm going to get a bit Machiavellian because I feel like there's an ability here for people to listen to this episode and hopefully find some tips that they can use to possibly sell themselves a bit better whether you're going for a job maybe it's like a, an online dating profile maybe i don't know what people no, do with right. their lives that's but right. it seems like there's an opportunity here to have an awareness that the language that you use to present yourself to the world can have a big impact on whether you are accepted or rejected yep. and we can also flip that to the if let's say you're trying to find somebody maybe you're hiring somebody to know that there is this bias in place 
despite you wishing it weren't, can be helpful to know that. I'm remembering this particular set of studies. It's three different studies. It deals with musicianship and playing piano. And I'm remembering a study that I read way back when where if you let the people know that the performing artist was a man or a woman, they voted, they they rated the men better and said, oh yeah, we'll definitely hire the men. They're better. If you just made that blind, the difference went away. There was no difference in actual talent and quality. And so that's really interesting to know that by making certain criteria more objective or blinded, you can also make better decisions on the sort of hiring side. So that's interesting because that means that this has implications for both sides. Totally. Yeah. And just jumping on that a bit as well, there seems to be an, abil- an, an awareness now, like socially, we're in a very interesting time socially from what I observe, where it seems like what we're trying to do is very positive in a sense of we're trying to balance things out socially amongst genders, mm. amongst um, race, uh, amongst sexualities. There seems to be this effort and it's, it's very fascinating to, to kind of have this understanding that we now as a society, and I'm talking mostly about like Western society, we have this awareness where we've swung so much in favor of men. And so now it's a bit like, how can we balance things out so that this idea of hard work can be more of the, I guess, uh, the more permeating mm. kind of mm. factor when it does come mm. to decision making? Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. And so what we'll do is let's hop into one of the first studies, but the I, to use that as a transition in, it's almost like saying that these innate, born with, natural traits of, say, being a genius at something or being a male versus a female, we can't control those. So almost inherently, that's unfair. And so we can look at that and say, we acknowledge and sort of say, yeah, that's there. But what about people that get to a certain level based on their practice? They weren't born with that entitlement. But they got themselves there. Shouldn't they actually get more credit in some interesting way? Mm. So in this first study, what they did is they went out and got 103 professional musicians to be judges. 27 of them were female, 73 of them were male. And then they basically were all going to listen to two different, I don't know if you call them passages or clips or whatever, but it's a little bit of a piano concerto, I guess. And um, the only th- they all heard the same ones. But the only thing is that they randomly said whether the person playing it was like naturally gifted from an early age or somebody that wasn't initially very good but worked extremely hard and put in the time through effortful practice. And anything else you'd say about that? It's a very simple design. Yeah, I would say a little bit more about that as well. So one of the things that was very interesting, so you mentioned here that they played like different excerpts. I'm going to use the word excerpts. I like that. Let's do Um, that. But in reality, it was the same piece of music. So it was the same piece of music from what I believe to be a high-profile pianist. Uh, I think her name was Jenny Chen, I think, off the top of my head. So what they did is they took maybe, let's say they took uh, like about 20 seconds from the beginning, 20 seconds from the end. And what they did is they had profiles for each of the musicians. So if you're an expert, you'd have the music that you can listen to, but also there's a bit of a profile. And the the researchers use what they would call weak cues. So in the profiles, they had weak cues that would suggest that one person was more naturally talented and the other person was more hardworking. So the idea is that you kind of... 
use these, I guess you could call them like subtle primers. That's right. To kind of That's suggest right. that. And they were just sampled into the descriptions of a more large Mm, his, historical thing about the person, you know, said so this is where they were born, this is where they were raised, and all that sort of thing. So you learn something about it, and in there was sampled this little bit about whether they were sort of naturally gifted from a young age versus somebody that had to work, 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 work to get where they are now. And you should also know, listeners, that they completely counterbalance that. So yes, there were these two clips or excerpts, as I used to call them, <laughs> but in half of them they ran they put one first, and in half of them they ran they put that one second, and so they're couldn't and for real it was the same human being so the actual validity is very high because the talent of that human has to be the same it's the same human in yes. the same thing so there's something really beautiful about that there's something really beautiful about being able to say it was the same human being and these are the same excerpts it's just yes. that by gently priming if they were a natural versus somebody that had to do all this effortful hard work, you can change the way it sounded to the listener. Yeah, and, and the other thing that they did, uh, which was very interesting as well, is prior to listening, prior to listening to these excerpts and prior to reading the profiles, they they did ask the professionals, what what would you what would you value more? Like, let's say you're putting together a... What do they put together? Like a uh, an orchestra or a... What is let's it? Let's pretend like it's a, that. Yes, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't say they're putting together an orchestra. They're putting together a band. Yeah. Let's say band. That okay. sounds cool, actually. <laughs> band sounds really cool. Band sounds like it's a Thursday night and you've gone out with some friends after some work drinks and you all used to play in, like, high school or secondary school or whatever. And you're like, my job sucks, man. Who wants to start a band? And you've had, like, about five pints... One of your friends has got a garage and you're like, yeah, man, we should totally start a band and take over the world. We need a pianist. (laughs) So we're going to hire somebody. And then what they did is they said, well, before you meet any of the people that might be in your band, would you rather have them be somebody that's totally gifted from a young age? Or would you rather have them be somebody that just really put in the time and and the effort? Yeah. And this might sound quite abstract. So if I can just kind of make it a bit more common... This happens regularly in recruiting. It happens regularly. I've booked like a man with a van before. And like the more detail that they put in, it's like I kind of want to know the dude. Mm, mm, I'm like, who's going to come and start handling all my boxes? Like, so it's like there's something. Do you look for natural talent? I look for natural. I want the guy who, I want the guy (laughs) who was, I want, (laughs) I want the person. Perfect. I want the person who was like four years old and was like, when I grow up, I want to help people relocate. (laughs) Well, in this particular case, they, these professionals, said that they preferred the effortful training. And that was a pretty big jump from basically 7 to 7.8. It's a statistically significant... And this was like on a 9-point scale, Yeah, because you got to use 9 you got to use... uh, Uh, you got to go with 9. I'll tell you what, if it's not a (laughs) 9... Love me a seven. <laughs> I love me a not likely to very likely. <laughs> and then right in the middle, indifferent. <laughs> so they definitely said, like me, it's all about the effortful training. Um, but then, you know, what they found was a little different than that. Yes. So when the they, results betrayed them, yes, essentially. That's it. that's it. So, like, and I, so... The results, when the results did come out, it found out that there was more of a value placed on the musician who is believed to be natural. That's it. So even like, so this is what's so fascinating about our biases is that they work, they seem to be operating on a, 
this kind of like automatic level. It's like, it's this idea that our brain is efficient to a fault. So it's creating these shortcuts for us. So we don't have to expand all of this, expand, expend all of this energy trying to figure out Mm. quite simple things. Mm. But the problem is that those shortcuts that it takes can betray us on occasion. So we can find ourselves saying one thing when actually we believe something completely different. Yes. And, and in this case, they raided that natural talent, who, by the way, just to reiterate this, was the identical person playing the identical clip. And this is the identical <laughs> exactly, performance exactly. as well. So it wasn't like they ran. Like, you know, no. when you, I'm sure this has happened to you before, Dan, when you end up like double booking, you're like, oh, I got two dates on the same night. So what you obviously do is instead of cancelling on one, you just be like, well, I'm going to have dinner with one in a restaurant. And then across the road, there's this lovely bar. I'm just going to send them to both. And then I'm just going to be running across. So no, this was the that's exact a same. Waiting to that's, a, I mean, that's, that's a rom-com in the making right there. So it's, the, it's this same performance yes, as yes, well. But something's yes. going on when we're getting these little bits of information. And what that's doing is a piece of objective music. The information is influencing it through our biases. That's it. And so they rated them significantly better on ability likelihood of success as a musician and the willingness to hire them in their band and then here's something interesting the effortful person got rated as having um, a better response to adversity which i found fascinating because it reminded me I of the too. oh was it is it amy duckworth um oh, the, angela, the duckworth. angela sorry angela yeah, duckworth and that, this work all on about. like grit mm, mm. and resilience and so it's almost like they're giving them credit like if the shit gets bad yeah they're gonna be better but based on what i heard oh it was quite a bit better if they're the natural t- it's sort of an interesting Almost like a um, backhanded compliment to say. You know how, like, <laughs> it's almost like you'd say, like, yeah, but they work really hard. It's almost like saying, they're not that good, but they work really hard. And it's almost like, yeah, they're quite persistent. You know, and it's a funny thing. It's a funny thing how our, the denotation and the connotation of, like, diligence you know, is it really that good? Or is it a little bit of an insult to say that they, you know, they work really hard. They practice all the time. It's quite bizarre because it, it makes me question, what is it that mm, we do want? Mm, like, what do we mm, want? I know like, what I very, think I want, yeah. but then my brain doesn't... I mean, apparently, based on this research, my brain doesn't quite act that way when it comes time to rate real performances. And then, I mean, so that's just one study. You know what I mean? That's just one study, and it implies that while people say that they really want this sort of hard work and pluck and luck and dedication all this, when it comes to rating something, they're going to do the opposite. As you say, our minds kind of betray us. And just a, just a, I guess, a theory on the top of my head, and this is, I'm just kind of like, I'm freeballing right now. I feel like part of this might be that if you're able to acquire a natural talent, that implies that you have a talent for picking out talent. Does that make sense? Like, if I if I put a band together full of, like, natural mm-hmm. talent, mm-hmm. it suggests that I've got the eye of the scout. Like, I'm able to see something that no one else can. Whereas if I put together a band of people who are hardworking and competent, I'm not actually needed 
That's like, interesting. You could have like a combination. So your ability to spot natural genius, yes, somehow has an allure. Yes, it's almost like that Moneyball thing. Do you ever read Ooh, the book? Called- uh, yeah, I watched the I watched the movie. What I didn't read. Who's going to read the book when there's a movie? It's got Brad Pitt in it, looking gorgeous and talking about <laughs> baseball. I'm not going to read the book. <laughs> Anyway, um, you know, that's a little bit about that natural. They were looking for those sort of like players who who were great by age seven or eight. And then in comes the statistician who was like, but actually, um, this one's real good. And uh, he just like works really hard. And they're like, no, you know, the whole field of baseball is like, no, he's ugly. You know, we're looking for this like pretty player over here. And yeah, (laughs) so like the facts, again, were betraying what people's assumptions and expectations were telling them but okay so should we hop to study two here yeah let's yeah let's definitely do it so just uh, before we dive into study two so it's it's wonderful with these studies how they evolve from study to study that's one of the things i love about reading these papers is you'll read the first study and if you are curious minded you'll have questions yes and so one and of my questions, criticisms, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, and criticisms. Yeah. So I guess my, my criticism slash questions after study one was done was a bit like, well, this is like a bunch of pros. Yes, so exactly. What, you know, what does that mean for, and it's a bunch of pros and it's kind of like it's in music. So what does that really mean for the rest of us? And so, uh, you know, uh, uh, Gia and Mazarin, whose name I'm going to keep, sorry, Chia, sorry, Chia Mazarin, whose name I'm probably butchering both my apologies, decided, well, what happens if we bring in people of different levels of ability when it comes to music? So you'll have some people who have, like, no experience whatsoever. But 106 of them. Yes. Yeah. And then at the other scale, you'll have professionals. And there's people in between as well. So it was like this nice, broad, it's like 184, I believe, um, participants. Participants and it ranged from people who had no experience, childhood experience, conservatory level, and professional yeah. as well. And so it's like, well, what happens when we broaden out the the field of people who are yeah. listening to this music, and yeah. we just put one or two other tweaks as well, just to help like flesh that out? Yeah, I like this a lot too. And I think the way to ask the question is, do experts experience the naturalness bias more or less than novices and it lets you ask that really directly and i think it's also cool that they had this quote that maybe it's the case that experts want to be like the aspirational hard worker type like maybe they wish they could be that way and then that's affecting what they say intentionally verbally you know consciously but then as you said their minds are operating at a different pace or in a different way so anyway do you want to sort of tell the listeners what they found shall i well um <laughs> you you can jump you can definitely yeah, yeah I'll, I'll hand this one back to yourself in terms of what was found because i've got some bizarre theories oh, as good. well so okay, i'll let you lay down some okay. sweet well, sweet science I mean, and then i'll get a bit weird it, 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 okay basically they found the same effect again they found that the musicians were rated higher if the exact same music was believed to be a natural um, versus this effortful and it wasn't a huge effect but to be honest it was uh 7.4 if it was kind of the natural versus 6.9 if it was the um the sort of working hard and that was statistically significant and it's kind of a big deal i mean that definitely could be the difference between getting a job and not getting a job but the more important thing was that those with more experience rated the effortful performance as more important the same thing as they found in study one but novices didn't make that distinction and i think that's right there it's really cool just to be like the novices like "Eh, i don't mind 
it's just this it's this the it's the beauty of this is the sweet timeless <laughs> phrase ignorance is bliss if you have someone we did an episode a few back a few episodes back on the dunning kruger effect yep. and how the more you know the more equipped you are for judging certain things and so if you have someone who is an expert musician and you're like just listen to this piece of music to an extent they can't and i have a few friends who there's certain movies they just will not watch with me like i studied mm. film in uni um mm. as part of my degree and I, I over christmas a little a little story over christmas watched the movie frozen i'd wanted to watch it for ages because everyone kept on like ranting about it and after the movie was done everyone was like oh my god that was so lovely what a nice film that was amazing <laughs> and i was a bit like that was garbage man like you didn't lay it open i just like i just started and there's this there's this thing where where i watch film it's i'll either watch a i like to watch either really good films where i can get lost in the story and appreciate it or really terrible films where that analytical side but for me it's difficult to switch that analytical Mm, side mm. off so i was for your friends i was I, i was i was quite well behaved but i told them like look man this is there was just some obvious stuff where I was a bit like, come on, and we're adults. Like, this isn't like eight-year-olds. We, like, I like some, like, Toy Stories dope. Uh, there's a whole bunch of, right, like, you know, Finding right. Nemo. Frozen is garbage. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shred it right now. I'm like, maybe in Avatar or over, like, a few pints, I'll really lay into it. But I feel like this is the curse of being an, an expert, is that you have... Like, you've gone through it. Like, you've probably had your knuckles wrapped with a ruler when you've kind of pressed the wrong key. You've you've watched someone go from novice to outstanding. So when you hear music, you've probably got, like, a good, like, maybe a decade, two mm. decades, mm. four, six decades worth of experience in that field to, to the extent where you can't just be like, oh, that just sounded nice. Mm-hmm. Mm. Whereas if you're a mm. novice in it, you're just like, you hear it, and you're just like, oh, that just sounds like nice music. Yes. Yes. And the other one sounded like nice music. It, it, and They're it, both good music. It may be that your judgment is not at that critically refined level, meaning you you probably, the more ignorant you are, you're making worse decisions, and you might even think you're making better decisions, because that's what the sort of Dumb and Dumber episode yes. you know, kind of showed, is when you don't know much, you're also not making great decisions. The difference here is it seemed to remove the bias. Another way to say it, by the way, is maybe it's just more error, noise, meaning... Yeah, that bias can't fit in because you're just making almost random, noisy decisions. But that's what they found. I mean, the data really were clear, which is just to say it out loud. um, Those with more experience rated the same music better if it was created by these naturals compared to those that have that effortful practice. But the and and the strivers were more expected to be resilient than the naturals. Novices made none of those distinctions. So it could just be. They're making more noisy decisions, and therefore it's less able to be affected by a bias. It's kind of this idea where, like, if you've got a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Yep. So if I'm yep. an expert musician and you're, and you're telling me, hey, listen to these two pieces of music and tell me which one you think is better, and you give me some small profiles, it's, I guess it's part of my value is like, oh no, I have... I got com- skills. Yeah, I got yeah, skills. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I have to, where I can't just sit back and just be a bit like, you know what? 
nah, they both sound pretty good. Like, <laughs> they sound fine. Because then it just makes me, I guess, my... I like pianos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But that's how you would feel. Like, you'd feel a bit redundant. You'd be a bit like, oh, they've, they've, they've helicoptered me in. Like, it's like, you know, in the movies where you have, like, the old, um, the old veteran... Who's like this hitman who retired after what? the final job, what and then they take job? like a hill. Yeah, they take like this helicopter into the woods, <laughs> and he's just like chopping down trees. And it's like you know, I got out of that teeth. game. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so he's back chewing back down timber. <laughs> Come on, back to back to this study. Oh, I'm so easily on a tangent. Let's get yeah, definitely. Let's get okay. back to this study. Okay. So that was that was like fantastic. So um. I, I, we don't need to go too much into study two because it it replicates no, the absolutely. first one. I mean, but what it does is it broadens the field of who is listening to this music. That's right. Study three was really interesting. Yes. I think it was the most, in a weird way, the most important study. Save the best till last. I think so. It's a build up, and, and you kind of do the mic drop on the third one here. Yeah, you know, it's sort of like they nail it because one of the issues that I had, even as I was reading it, is they had every single expert and every single novice listen to two different things, and even though that was randomized, you know, so that the order was randomized, and even though the sort of words were quite subtle. I did think, but by the time you rate the second one, you have listened to the first one. And so it could have... So in this one, they went with what's called a between-subject study, where um, everybody just heard one. And so you you couldn't make any inward comparisons. You you couldn't say, like, ah, I kind of thought that was going on back there. And so that's it's a really nice piece of work. And also they got much larger in terms of the sample size. Like 549. 549. I mean, that's a, it's just so much more comprehensive... And the idea that there's like 304 females and 239 males, you know, really good representation Wide there. Age range as well, yeah, 18 to 65. This is sweet. This yeah. is like sweet, sweet science. And once again, on this one as well, it, it ranged from people who had no musical experience all the way up to people who were professionals as well. And this was all done on like a volunteer basis as well. So they weren't giving out no like 30 gift. quid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wowzers. So, so yeah, Dan, like, so yeah, what did they find? Oh, I mean, you know what? I mean, the reason why I'm saying it is uh, almost like a mic drop is they completely replicated study one and study two using this much more refined design. And, you know, again, those with more experience rated the effortful practice as more important. And again, a pretty big jump, uh, almost eight versus almost seven, you know. So it, it's a pretty big difference in terms of what they say they want. And novices didn't make that distinction. But once again, those with more experience rated the same music better if it was created by a natural musician. Um, and again, pretty big jump. 6.16 versus 5.5. Again, that definitely would get you a job. That, um, you know, if you had 10 people, uh, that's actually a fairly big range in terms of rating them. And novices didn't make those distinctions. So. I- Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. I was just, I was, I was going to jump in to just to get a bit kind of, uh, I guess, Machiavellian here in the sense of like, so now, now that we know this, how do we use it yep. to our advantage? And I feel like, in terms of, as I was mentioning earlier, things such as like you know applying for jobs and writing cover letters, 
it's and you know doing job interviews or or just having other opportunities where maybe you've been you know you've been selected and they're trying to find someone to issue i don't know like a contract or something's out for tenure how do you best position yourself as an individual so that what the person i guess it's like how do you manipulate someone else's biases yeah it's in your favor boy i hate i'm reluctant i'm really <laughs> reluctant on this because you know, lying. I really wouldn't want to advocate lying. I guess the the fairest thing that you could do here is if you feel you did have a real early inclination, you know, a real early passion for something, to make sure you do bring that up and make sure that you do say, you know, since I've been seven, you know, I've been really in the blah, blah, blah. And the idea of showing that you are if not a natural at this already, that you have this deep abiding interest or something that seems like it would captivate the decision maker, the hiring manager or whatever, that seems pretty fair. Just making that stuff up. It could backfire because they oh. might look at your record and just be like, there's no evidence that you ever used that. So, so, <laughs> evidence, shim evidence, man. When do I start? <laughs> always been good at lying from a really <laughs> early age i found this proclivity of four or five years old i'm just making shit up you know it's just me i tell you what <laughs> if you're trying to get a career in sales or advertising that's probably how you do want to pitch yourself i wanted to mention one other thing that's a little bit funny that we found in a study i'm doing right now where we looked at recruitment ads and what we found Ooh. is those recruiters are about three times more likely to use words like talented a natural genius these sort of innate words uh, just intelligent and way less likely to use words like hardworking or diligent or perseverant you know, these kind of words or whatever so then what we did is we looked to see if you are a hiring manager and you use those kind of natural talenty kind of words you're much more likely to hire narcissists mm. you're much more likely to hire people who are like yes i'm all of that and more i've naturally been good at this from an early age and the funny thing is the evidence suggests they're not better hired they're overconfident they're often not really willing to jump in and do the hard lifting they think they're like prima donna so like they think they're entitled to more rewards than they get so there may be something really interesting that managers ought to be hearing there around making sure that your biases toward this naturalist thing don't influence even your recruitment ads totally yeah and i think the key word here is is balance you want you want to strike as we said off the top the ideal combination is the balance of the two you want because that that naturalness it might not just be like a natural talent it could be a natural interest you want to balance like a natural talent slash interest with someone who's going to put the work in because someone who's leaning too much on their natural abilities they could be heavily mercurial they just blow with the wind where it's like one day i'm just amazing at you know this this piece of work or this thing the next day not really feeling it and you kind of get that with uh, musicians as well where you hear these these kind of like diva like stories of like you know i just turned up late for the show because you know my my chakras weren't aligned so you know i didn't want an audience to kind of have to to sit through this when i hadn't done my sun salutations at 5 a.m look man we just paid 60 quid come up and sing some tunes man sing the ones that we know like down from your pedestal yeah. and grace us with a song yeah whereas like a band that's like hard working 
acting who yeah. have like you know they've yeah. rehearsed when they didn't want to rehearse yeah. they've performed when they didn't want to perform they've you know probably taken less money than they thought That's that they great, were worth they're a just a point. bit like this is what we do this is a show and it's not about us it's about the people that came to see us so pick up your guitar pick up your drumsticks get that mic stand and let's go give these people a good time shall we like, <laughs> <laughs> beautiful i think that we did a reasonable job of covering these studies reasonable excellent okay <laughs> are you feeling that listeners yeah, are you feeling satisfied <laughs> I feel like, always i feel like i'm rushing them i, I mean it's a really funny there's, 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 there's so much in there that I, but anyway um i really really enjoyed chatting with you about this study this was a lot of fun nice one. yeah i'm gonna go and tweak some things on my online profiles now so that i can yield <laughs> higher returns <laughs> thank you very much dan this was a blast man great and listeners welcome back as well we're gonna have like some more episodes rocking for you guys as we as we squeeze the orange of social science and hopefully give you a, a fun experience that can hopefully help you navigate i don't know whatever goes on in your lives but you know <laughs> navigate navigate better. those things bye <laughs> ciao